Today is Sunday, the 8th of August, 2010. You're listening to the Arm Date Podcast. I'm your host, Tony. Well, a lot of stuff has been going on, and I'm going to mention this briefly on this show, um, and then I'm going to talk about it in a lot more detail over at the Firearms uh, Firearms Cafe show, my other podcast, and that is we have the primaries coming up here in about two weeks. Uh, in fact, two weeks from this Tuesday will be the 24th, and that's when we have our primaries. Uh, just make sure that you do a little research and, and uh, find out who's running and uh, make sure you vote in the primaries. If you're not registered to vote, go ahead and get registered. Uh, that way you can uh, have a voice and a say in, in who's going to be uh, your representative. So, again, uh, this is for in Arizona. If you live in Arizona, the primaries will be the 24th uh, of this month, which is August. So uh, do a little bit of homework. Like I said, I'll, I'm going to go and do uh, a little bit more research on that. I'm going to try and put out that show... Oh, the Firearms Cafe when probably tomorrow. If I'm not too tired from what I'm doing today here, I may go ahead and try and do a recording of that show today as well. So, All right, on today's show, we got a good treat for us. We have um, part two of Ken's review, and uh, he's doing the um, Spikes Tactical 22 review. And it's probably about, oh, right around 20 minutes long or so. Uh, so before we jump into that, let's go ahead and uh, get our contact info out of the way. And if you want to contact me, there's a couple of ways that you can do it. The easiest way to do it, if you just wanted to leave a quick message or to say hello, that type of thing, would be to uh, call up on the voicemail line, and that's area code 206-339-3266. Again, that's area code 206 339 3266. Uh, I'd love to hear from you, even if it's just something, and then I'll, I'll go ahead and play it on the show, but even if it's just something like, you know, hey, this is, uh, you know, Tony from Arizona calling in. Uh, you don't even have to leave like a big, huge message, excuse me, message. But uh, it'd be nice just to, uh, we can kind of do like a little shout out type thing. Uh, if you want to do a review like Ken has done, Feel free to do that. You can uh, do that a couple of ways as well. You can either just call up that voicemail number and leave a review. Uh, and if you wanted to do one that was longer than the five minutes, just when you called up, say this is part one of the review, and uh, do about four minutes, You know, try and time it out a little bit, and then do as many as you need to, and then I can put it all together in editing and stuff and, and get it on the show if you want to do a review. Or you can do your own recording and then send me the MP3. And again, there's a couple of ways that you can do that. If the file isn't too big, you can just send it directly to me at thearmedape at gmail.com. Uh, or if it was a bigger file, you can um, use a, a service like transferbigfiles.com. That's the one that I've had a lot of luck with, never had any problems with using. And I've talked about how that works uh, before, but if you're kind of listening for the first time, basically what it does is you would record your file and then you would upload it right to their server. And, and you would put my, they'd ask you, well, who do you want to send this to? And you'd put my email address in there, which would be thearmedape at gmail.com. Then what they would do is send me an email 
saying, hey, you've got a file over here, and they keep that for about, I think, seven days. And what I do is I go to their site, and or so to their server, and then I pull down... Um, I pulled down that file that you've got. So uh, basically it's just you do a direct upload and then I do a direct download. So um, let's see. That is going to do it maybe for the contact stuff. Oh, you know, one other thing that I haven't um, asked for or mentioned a lot, and it's, it's pretty much just because I forget, but if you could do an actual review over on iTunes, maybe an actual written review for the Armed Ape podcast, uh, I'd appreciate that. I think I've only got maybe two written reviews over there so far, and if we could just get a f- uh, you know a few more uh, reviews and things like that, it'll just help with getting the show out and uh, kind of hoping to be able to increase the size of the community a little bit. Um, let's see. Oh, as far as the Facebook thing, what I am planning to do this week, and I'll again, I'll have to see kind of how it works out, is I'm planning to, on some of the reviews that I've done, actual uh, put up actual pictures and things. of. So, um, for instance, I did a review, I think, on my parka, on that um, the military parky, parky, <laughs> the military parka that I had gotten. Uh, so I'll put up a couple of photos on that. And uh, we'll see how that works out. I don't know if there's a limit or anything on how many photos I let you put out. I don't think that there is. Um, but I can do stuff like that. And uh, it'll just be... And I'll, what, I, what I think I'll be able to do is maybe do a couple of little albums. So I'll be able to do three or four albums. Um, if I'm limited on the number of albums, I may do uh, photos of reviews. And then in the picture caption, I would just put whatever the show it corresponded with. But we'll, we'll see on that. But I'd like to get some of the photos up. Uh, also, if you um, if you are not a member of Facebook, I think to be able to see it, uh, you, you may have to join up. It's really not that big a deal. I had avoided it for a long time. Again, I don't know how much I'll be able to use it or if I'll actually be able to use it kind of the way that I want to. Uh, I'm still planning on doing some stuff over at YouTube, so if you want to check out my YouTube channel, it's 525Donut, so 525D. O-N-U-T-S, and then I've got, I think, like 12 or 13 videos over there so far. Um, I'm planning on doing some uh, some more reviews and some more videos over there. Unfortunately, on our last trip to Montana, we uh, our video camera got misplaced, and so it was an old, it was a type, I guess we had had it for a while, it was a Panasonic one, and it used the mini DVD tapes. Well, one of the things that kind of happened to me was I got some sticker shock in that I thought, well, I'll just, you know, okay, we lost that one. We'll just get a new one. And I figured it would be, you know, maybe two or three hundred dollars or something like that. Well, it turns out they, it's, uh, it's harder and harder to find the, um, the DVD, not the DVDs, the mini DV, uh, players, because most of them, it seems like are going to the flash drives or going to actual hard drives where you just record, you know, right onto that, uh, either like a memory stick or it's just recorded right onto the hard drive in the camcorder and then you just download it to your computer and edit it there. But I, uh, and I'd also wanted to get maybe a high definition one. And I found the ones that I like. I did some research and found the ones, but man, they are so expensive. So what I ended up doing was I thought, well, I still need to get a mini DV. Uh, 
camcorder because in order to get those from the tapes actually into the computer and then I can get them onto a disc and have, you know, redundancy, have a bunch of different copies of stuff, is I thought, well, I need, I still need to get one. So uh, what I ended up getting, I ended up uh, getting a uh, older, it's a Sony, it's the um, T, was it TRV-17, which has like the night shot on there and everything, which I really like because the uh, Panasonic one that I had, boy, it just, it didn't do good at all for any type of low light. And I mean, just it, it, not so much that you were shooting outside at night and there's enough, kind of enough ambient light for you to see and everything, but I mean, it, it would be inside the house and it would be kind of crummy. We'd have to just try and turn on all the lights and open up all the windows uh, just to have indoor stuff. So I'm hoping that this camera will be better. But what I liked about this one is it actually had the night vision thing. And so I'm planning on doing some videos where I go out and do some camping and and uh, I'll be able maybe to do the uh, the night vision thing on there and see how that works out. Uh, but I also heard that that one was supposed to be pretty decent for uh, low light stuff. So that's kind of my cam uh, my camcorder saga. Like I said, I think I, I don't know if I mentioned I, I got it off of eBay and it cost about a hundred bucks. Now it'll be shipped and everything. So hopefully I'll be getting that maybe sometime next week. And uh, I'll be able to, uh, I'll do like a quick review on it or talk about it a little bit, see what I kind of think about it. Um, and the, what I liked about this one is this one actually came with a charger. It's surprising how many they, they don't come with a charger. So it comes with a charger and a battery, which I guess really isn't that big a deal because you can look, you can, uh, again, on eBay, there's tons of aftermarket chargers and batteries and stuff that you can buy. And I'll probably end up buying an, uh, just an extra battery. But uh, hopefully this one will be um, pretty good and, and will be working pretty well. I've actually had pretty good luck using eBay. And uh, there's a couple of times where I had, and I hesitate to call it a problem, but I had a thing where I felt that what I got wasn't what was described. And I ended up contacting the seller. And in, in both of those occasions, they made it right. Um, they, you know, we were able to get it resolved to where everybody was happy. So, uh, let's see. Um, so like I said, that's going to do it for the, uh, the camera stuff. Um, I think I talked about iTunes and Facebook. Um, if you want, I've, I've got a fan page set up for the Armed Ape. So if you, if you can go ahead or if you, if you don't mind, go ahead and click on that for a fan page. And then, or if you want to, um, do a thing through um, uh, under my name, which is just going to be Tony Brown. You can look me up there. Uh, and uh, like I said, I don't have a lot of stuff on there. Pretty much in order to get the fan pages going, I had to do the the um, my like a personal account type deal. So, uh, and also if you're a fan of Firearms Cafe, I do have the fan page for that. And on the next show of, of uh, Firearms Cafe, I'll be talking about that as well. So. All right, well, I think I've done enough jibber-jabber for uh, for one show. And what we'll do is we'll go ahead and we'll uh, jump in with Ken's review. And uh, after that, I'll come back, do a little bit of a wrap-up, and uh, then that'll that'll go ahead and be it. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, you know what, I'll just save it for after, the, for after Ken's review. So without further ado, here is Ken's review. Take it away, Ken.
Hey, Tony, my fellow monkeys. This is Ken from Colorado. And I wanted to bring you uh, part two of my review series. Uh, today is going to be a review for the Spikes Tactical 22 conversion bolt for the AR-15. And let's just go ahead and jump right into the questions. What is it? Because uh, that's kind of a mouthful. The Spikes Tactical 22 conversion bolt for an AR-15 is a replacement bolt that allows the owner of an AR-15 that's chambered in either 223 or 5.56 to shoot 22 long rifle ammo through it that's rimfire ammo. It's basically a chamber slash blowback adapter chambered for 22 long rifle. This allows your 5.56 upper 223 uh, to be used for cheap practice, plinking, or small game hunting. I took mine, uh, my AR-15 and the conversion bolt, to uh, Appleseed Project's Rifleman's Boot Camp recently, which included six days of shooting. I probably put about, uh, between that shoot and previous, probably shot about 1,200 rounds of 22 through my conversion of my AR. So I'm feeling kind of where I get to the point where I know how it behaves and uh, I've nailed down its reliability. Uh, so let's get into that. Well, how well does it do it? Um, and then kind of as a part of this I'm gonna talk about some some modifications I made to it. Well the good is overall I think it does a really good job of uh, what it's designed to do. Uh, shooting 22 out of your AR uh, my AR upper happens to be a Stag Arms 1 and 9 twist barrel. It's uh, basically the 16 inch M4 style barrel. And between that and the conversion, I get really ac good accuracy so far. I'm confident with its ability to perform on the range and for small game. I've really only tested it for about 25 yards. But I don't have any reason to believe that I couldn't deliver the goods out to about 100 yards, um, at least. And let's see. Let's go on to the bad. I had to figure out a few things with this conversion to get it to function 100% of the time. And from what I understand, that's not completely unusual with uh, conversions with uh, the AR or you know there are conversions out there for Mini 14 and a few other rifles um, it took me a couple of modifications um, to get it working 100% uh, let's first talk about the malfunctions my particular conversion had because uh, I don't think that that's necessarily um, the case with all spikes conversions um, from what my understanding from the research I've done, reading I've done, uh, most people actually really have very good luck with um, not having some of the malfunctions I had and having be, being able to use a little bit more types of ammo than I was able to initially. Uh, which that brings me perfect segue. That was my first issue, was that the conversion was really really picky of what I fed it. It only wanted to eat. Federal bulk pack from Walmart comes in either I think 325 round packs or 550 round packs. Uh, pretty cheap, like either 14 or 18 dollar uh, big giant boxes at 22. 
and that's the one with the copper plated 36 green bullet uh, well I took my conversion along with my AR to my first apple seed shoot in July of 2009 and if you guys don't know what the what an apple seed shoot is basically it's a a weekend shoot where they'll take anybody from a beginner to even somebody who knows really how to shoot really well and uh, coach you to make you a better shooter all around you know the the goal is to get you to score a rifleman score uh, which would be equivalent to an expert marksman on a army qualification test and you can find their info at I think it's appleseedinfo.org. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and look up the, the links for sure, and I'll uh, include those in my notes to Tony when I get this MP3 mailed off. Uh, let's see. So, right around July of 2009, uh, ammo dried up. Remember that? Uh, and that included... 22 ammo. I could not find federal bulk pack to save my life. So, and I had basically run out, and it was the only thing it really liked to eat. So, I thought, you know, CCI mini mags are a really good brand of ammo. I think their quality control is really good. Let's go ahead and try it. Let's just bring it to the shoot. I didn't have another 22 rifle to bring with me. And. Uh, it just didn't work out so well. The, uh, the problem was I got so many failure, failures to fire or failures to extract that I ended up having to borrow someone's Marlin 795 to finish the shoot. Um, now what I mean by those two types of malfunctions, um, one was the failure to fire. Basically, uh, the rifle would pick up a round out of the magazine, chamber it, and when I pulled the trigger, it would just go click. Basically, the uh, the striking pin would, would hit the round, but it wouldn't go off. Um, so you'd likely call those duds, but CCI mini mags are really good. Um, and the other thing was that the extractor couldn't yank that round back out of the chamber. They were getting stuck. We'd have to put down a cleaning rod to down the barrel to get it out didn't like that at all uh, so I basically gave up tried the Marlin 795 finished the shoot with no problem and then when I'm trying to think it was probably 8 or 9 months before I really started seeing federal bulk packs start coming back into the stores I uh, over the course of about 2 weeks hitting several different stores I bought up about 5,500 rounds, so I was I felt pretty set there. Uh, but I went through a little dry spell on my trips to the range. Well, once I got going back to the range, I found that when I fired enough rounds through the rifle to kind of warm it up and maybe get a little dirty, I'm talking like, you know, somewhere in the vicinity of 200, 250 rounds, the rifle started stovepiping really bad, which means that when I would fire around, it would the rifles were able to pull it out back out of the chamber and try to eject it, but it would get stuck 
out of the side of the chamber, the bolt would ride forward and trap that expended round. So it would be sticking out of the side of the rifle, kind of like a little stovepipe. Um, back to the internet I went, did, did a little more research, did a forum post on it, and some of the consensus I got was to try Spikes Tactical's Enhanced Extractor, which was only $15, so I, uh, I ordered that. I think I, ex I paid extra for the little faster shipping. And I've ordered a few other spare parts and um, just kind of waited for that to come in. I, ha I had an eight day Appleseed shoot coming up, which is the Rifleman's Boot Camp. And so I needed something that was really reliable. So, in addition to buying that extractor kit just as a backup plan, and also just I kind of wanted to have an extra 22 rifle around the house. I bought the Ruger 1022 that I reviewed um, previously. So when the new extractor came in, uh, it actually was really easy to, to, to swap those out. And it solved, immediately solved, 98% of the malfunctions. Um, not only of the stovepiping issue, but also... It, amazingly, my rifle was able to eat virtually any... Actually, I, I didn't have any ammo in my little stockpile that it wouldn't eat. It was it was kind of a, a neat turn of events that uh, it was able to eat CCI Minimags and uh, Federal Game Shock, Federal Auto Match. Now, uh, one thing about the Federal Auto Match... I, was talking about that in my last review. Uh, those are bare lead bullets, and those really aren't recommended to be shot through a converted AR. I'm not sure if the the lead builds up in your can build up in your gas tube or what the issue is there, but they don't really recommend those. Uh, but I wanted to try it out just to see how it did with 40 greeners. Um, like I said, it fixed about 98% of the malfunctions. I still had, when it got really dirty and I had shot already about 350 rounds through it, I was starting to get a couple stovepipes here and there. It really wasn't bad. Um, but what I ended up doing one night when I was cleaning it was I went ahead and trimmed off three coils off of the recoil spring. And I knew that that would probably go ahead and fix the rest of the issue by just kind of weakening that spring a little bit uh, and it would uh, basically the bolt wouldn't ride forward and slam shut quite as fast and that did it that you know after that the conversion ran 100% as far as I can tell now it's any brand of ammo I, I feed to it I'm really happy how that turned out so what kind of mods would I like to see come from the factory? We're talking about Spikes Tactical here. They're out of Florida. I think I'd like to see the enhanced extractor basically come stock on their conversions. Uh, I'm not sure why there's a, a regular and a enhanced. Uh, to tell you the truth, just looking at them with the naked eye, it was really hard for me to tell what the difference was. However, um, 
to kind of go back on what I've just said, I don't really believe that I'm in the majority of users uh, in that. I, I think I'm in the minority that has had any real issues with the conversions. Um, and I think, honestly, if they put that enhanced extractor on every conversion, it might end up driving the prices up for everybody needlessly. Um, so I'm not sure really that anything needs to be changed. Um, they all kind of need just a little bit of tuning depending on what kind of ammo you're using. And that seems to be true of most other uh, dedicated 22 rifles. Let's see. So, in conclusion, I'm really happy how how it turned out. Um, at this point, I've got it running 100%. I have a way to practice with my AR-15 that saves me a ton of money. At my Apple Seed shoot, the uh, the eight-day Rifleman's Boot Camp, I shot about a thousand rounds. Uh, now, not all of that was with the AR. I did use for about a good day. I used the Ruger 1022 as well um, but I think I shot about 800 rounds of 22 and 200 rounds of 223 combined for about a thousand rounds for the six days of shooting I did out of an eight day shoot and if, the, if I had used all 223 for the entire shoot I would have paid at least $320 more in ammo costs to do the shoot and to me that's you know that's a significant savings uh, of course when it came to shooting full distance you know beyond 100 yards I obviously shifted over to using 223 I used federal bulk pack uh, the full metal jacket they run about $40 for 100 rounds which is not bad honestly price-wise and I was making hits out to 500 yards with that type of ammo uh, did actually really well with um, between 1 and 400 yards was my best um, but if I'm gonna shoot inside of 100 yards if I'm just really doing practice um, I think the 22 is I think that's its territory you know I can I pretty confident that with my AR my conversion whether it's target or small game I can pretty much own anything within a hundred yards uh, I did want to make one other major note um, about having a conversion unit if you have a an AR-15 and it, it needs to be one that you've well tested and you've kind of problem solved out so you know that it's 100% reliable but I think it's a great survival tool honestly you know there's a lot of authors other podcasters and uh, other people in the firearms community that that all recommend that you have a 22 rifle um, for a variety of needs one of which being survival and I think that if you have a, an AR-15 and you have a conversion unit that you've kind of to wrung out all of the, the issues, then I think it makes a great package because the conversion kit is so small between that and a couple of magazines, um, that'll easily fit into um, any 
any pack that you might have and it allows you the flexibility of having a 5.56 rifle and 22 uh, and then what, another thing you get out of that is that you're using the same rifle this is your increases your familiarity with that rifle and your skills with that particular rifle just get even better um, I did kind of want to make one note um, about AR barrels and the conversion kits true 22 long rifle barrels tend to have a 1 in 16 twist to the rifling and then what that means is uh, inside of your barrel you have grooves and lands and there's a twist to that so that the after your bullet is fired out of the cartridge it begins spinning as it gets shot out of the, the barrel well that particular measurement is measured in um, number of twists um, let's see how does that go number of I'm actually kind of spaced on how that goes um, I think it's it's in inch yeah I'm sorry it's the number of twists in a certain amount of inches and generally how the ratio will go is it's one twist in so many inches so I was just saying that you know your average 22 long rifle barrel has a 1 in 16 that makes that means that the the grooves and lands inside the barrel will do one full twist in 16 inches of barrel uh, most of your ARs have a twist either one in seven, one in nine. Um, there are still some around that might be one in twelve, but but one in nine is probably the most common. Um, most of your, I think, virtually all military M16s, M4s have gone to either a one in seven or one in eight twists. Um, a lot of people like using the one in seven twist so they can fire out a lot heavier bullets but if you're going to use a conversion unit um, one and nine and slower tends to seem to work better there are some people that say they they get okay accuracy out to 25 yards with a one and seven twist but I think if you try to push it much past that maybe 200 yards that might I'm not sure if that would end up opening up your groups or or what but um, my one and nine twist works works great um, I can shoot I want to say this is me as a shooter and the rifle combined um, I want to say I can shoot pretty consistently somewhere around the two to three minute of angle range if you know what that means uh, means it, those are very small groups and at 25 yards those those holes are basically touching each other Alright, well I hope you like this review of the Spikes Tactical 22 conversion for the AR-15. And next review I will wrap up by actually talking about this Rifleman's Boot Camp that I keep referencing. Uh, that's done by the Appleseed Project. Like I say, I will 
try to forward a link to the Appleseed project to Tony so he can post that and see if you guys are interested in checking that out. Alright, take care guys, and I will talk to you later. Hey, awesome review as always. Um, got one more... Blah, blah, blah. Hey, Ken, thanks for the awesome review. Ken actually has one more review that's going to be coming. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and talk about a couple of things uh, about what Ken is doing. And uh, I kind of had okayed it with him. He is actually enlisted in the uh, military. And Ken has a background in uh, medicine. I think he was a surgical assistant. And if I'm, uh, if I'm wrong on that, I apologize, Ken. Uh, but Ken, you know, I think he's doing something um, that is going to make a difference for a lot of the guys over there. He's going to be helping a lot of the people. And uh, so he's going through boot camp and stuff right now. And I think he'll be done in October. He has a, uh, a website that he and his wife do. And I'll put a link to that into the show notes. And uh, he's all, Ken is also over on uh, Facebook. So if you go to Facebook, you can look up Ken and kind of see what he's doing. But you can um, go over and uh, go to his website, which is kumoranch.com. And uh, let me go ahead and I'll spell that out for you guys. So it would be www.kumoranch.com. And then if you do like a um, backslash Ken, you'll be able to kind of get the updates uh, that his wife is doing and how he's doing uh, going through um, uh, basic training and all that stuff. So hopefully Ken will be out and through there and he'll be able to get uh, kind of his life back a little bit there once he gets through basic uh, and he'll be able to kind of communicate with everybody. So... Uh, I know that there's going to be a way to um, send him an actual letter, maybe while he's uh, at basic. Once his wife puts that up, um, I'll go ahead and, uh, well, I'm planning on writing him, but uh, again, if you're kind of friends with him through Facebook, don't kind of forget about him while he's gone. I know that uh, the letters and stuff like that would be uh, would be a real pick-me-up to him, so... Um, like I said, when he uh, he's he's doing a real service to the country and also to his fellow soldiers once he kind of gets uh, through with all the basic stuff and gets to where he's going to be going. Um, so anyway, once again, thanks a lot, Ken, for uh, the reviews. And like I said, we've got one more review from Ken, and I'll put up all the links, like I said, to this on the uh, onto the web onto the website under the Armed Ape thing under uh, it'll be under this stuff under under the show. So, uh, let's see. That's going to maybe kind of do it for today. You know, I was going to do a review of the movie um, Phantasm. And I had watched that. Uh, I actually watched it through Netflix streaming. Um, and I watched it on our computer. We don't have... I never got our... Uh, I was talking about on the previous show maybe getting a big screen TV. But it's one of those things, you know, where... I'm not going to put it on a credit card if we can't afford to pay for it outright. You know, from money that we've saved up, then we're not going to do it. 
And uh, again, that's how I think you should do most everything. Uh, I don't think credit cards in and of themselves are evil, but I think you got to use them responsibly. And if you wanted to put it on a credit card, make sure you can pay it off that next month. You don't want to pay interest or anything like that. So, um, But anyway, kind of getting back to the Phantasm thing, the show is getting to a length uh, to where I kind of like to kind of wrap it up a little bit. And uh, it'll be a little bit shorter than maybe what I would normally do. But uh, I don't want to start doing the Phantasm review and, uh, and kind of cut it short. What I will talk about, though, is a movie that I saw recently. And I got this from Netflix, but it was the actual DVD. And the name of that movie is called Dust Devil, The Final Cut. And it was actually the work print. And what that meant is that the... Uh, the director went back in and inserted stuff to how he wanted to do it, but they didn't really have a lot of money to to remaster it or update it or anything like that. So, uh, and you could tell like when the uh, when the uh, the stuff that was inserted came up, you could see like the number codes and stuff on the bottom, and the sound wasn't that great and all that. And I think I probably would have liked seeing maybe how. Uh, the one that was not the work print because it did sort of take you out of the movie and a lot of the stuff that they that was in there didn't add too much because I could say okay well if this scene wasn't in here would I be totally lost or this or that um the movie was it was okay um it's it's kind of I guess you'd call it more of a thriller than you would kind of like a horror movie and um it's it's about a uh, kind of like a drifter who's sort of a oh maybe a cross between a, a demon and a um, maybe an evil spirit or stuff and it it, it, uh, it it's different um, and like I said I'd say maybe go to uh, either to Netflix and uh, check it out or go to IMDB and see if that's something that you would like. You know, it'd be worth watching if you were kind of a uh, a fan of that type of movie. But uh, that was just one of them that I'd watched. Some of the other things that I've watched um, recently that I thought were pretty good, again, like I said, is Phantasm, but I'll be doing a review on that uh, maybe in the next couple of shows here. Uh, there was a lot of really interesting things. Uh, I'm also a big fan of animation. Uh, I, I think that you can do a lot with animation that you can tell a really good story with it. Uh, and if you can kind of get beyond the fact and not think of it as a, a cartoon, uh, there's quite a few things out there that are really good. Uh, one of them that I had recently watched was Paprika. And I had watched that, or I had gotten that one in, uh, and we had, as, as kind of chance would have it, we had watched the movie, um, oh, what's that Leo DiCaprio movie? I'm, I'm uh, drawing a fade. Let me uh, think. What the heck was the name of that thing? Inception. That's what it was. And it had to deal with going into dreams and things like that. Well, that's what this paprika is about. Uh, but, of course, this came from Japan, and it was something that was released in 2007. So the concept of it would have probably been uh, you know, much earlier than that. So, uh, But that's one that if... Uh, I would I would recommend it's worth watching uh, and again if you can kind of get beyond the fact that it's animated 
there's tons of really good animation out there. Um, there's also a movie that's going to be coming up, and I saw a trailer for it at a website called Trailer Attic, and it was called The Goon, uh, which hopefully, I, I don't know if that's going to be getting made. I, I think the trailer was done to sort of show uh, potential investors or studios what they could do. So hopefully they'll they'll do that, and that's a, a, the goon is actually something that's based off of a comic. Uh, but you can go um, again if you wanted to go to that website traileraddict.com, you can find the uh, the thing on there. I always like to uh, plug my friends over there at the B Movie Cast. That's one of my favorite movie podcasts that's out there. It deals with a lot of the older movies, uh, B movies from the. Uh, heck, even from the 30s up into uh, some of the newer stuff, uh, they're they're doing some exploitation thing. They talk about books and comics, but it's primarily movies. It's just a a really good podcast, and it's one that I really enjoy. So, all right, my fellow monkeys and apes, I will talk to you guys next time. This guy's got a monkey scrotum and he's bragging about it.